Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of Blame It on the Boogie. My name is Rodney Pearson. I'm coming live from from Detroit, Michigan. And let me introduce you to my brothers in crime. We have D-double-O-Z-E coming from Florissant, Missouri, a.k.a. St. Louis. Come on in here. Come on in here. We got Dante Geechee Dan coming in from Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona, to be exact. What's up? And then we have so the one and only D Almighty coming in from Oakland, California. Rich the mighty Mike control. Rich what? <laughs> you know, I still have never seen that movie, but anyway. Anyway, that, that, that's a that's a uh discussion for another day. You need to see that movie, man. You see that movie, but again, we welcome you all to our second episode of Blame It on the Boogie, um, where we're going to talk about what we love most, and that's sports. Um, but we might get then, into uh, all right. I'm gonna have to uh get used to my mute button because uh, Doran over here won't talk too much, but that's okay. <laughs> Here, let me test it out. Say something. Say something. See, you can't say nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, one thing we do, we 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 love sports and we love just, just having fun. So y'all get used to that because that's what y'all gonna get from us. Hey Geach, why don't you uh there will be a lot tell the people what we was talking about last week? Not a problem. So for those of us who may have seen our first episode, uh, one of the things we talked about last week was, uh, of course, Brandon Miller still being able to play for Alabama with the whole gun thing situation. Uh, we talked about my boys, North Carolina Tar Heels, possibly not making the NCAA tournament, but all three, we're in the street. Oh, we in there, baby. We also talked about a little low management, you know, uh, talking about everybody else. So that's going to be back in being discussed today, back in the topics today, of course. Uh, what else we talked? We, we talked about fags. We talked about salary cap, we, in particular, Lamar Jackson. So we're definitely going to revisit that. We talked about a little bit of the coaching carousel with Byron Leftwich. Uh, that man else we'll revisit because it was a hot topic on that. But Every day, we all know everything changes in sports. It's liquid, as they would say. So with no further ado, 
I think we might as well get on into the first hot topic, the first headline that hit us. Oh, my, by the way, y'all, get you, Dan. What happened today? News down in championship land of Georgia. Well, I'm glad you asked, man, because uh, it seems like each and every week we get a different story uh, regarding um, these athletes. Um, and today the story was all about Jalen Carter. So um, give you a little background on, on this situation. In January, uh, a week after um, Georgia won the national championship, as a matter of fact, it was the same day of their uh, parade celebration. Um, one of the players in one of the recruiting specialists um, unfortunately died in a, a motor vehicle accident. Um, and today we found out that Jalen Carter was actually involved in that situation. Um, he actually had an arrest warrant issued uh, for him today. And um, he did say that he would turn himself in and defend himself um, in these charges. However, the, what, what the situation is, um, what they're accusing him of doing is uh, actually racing with the other driver. Um, they were doing allegedly uh, over hundred miles an hour, um, sometimes on the wrong side of the street, sometimes on the shoulder of the road. Um, and unfortunately in this situation, you know, two, two people actually lost their lives. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, as far as, uh, Jalen Carter, the, the problem that I have with this is that, um, Georgia, again, allegedly knew this information back in January and nobody said anything. And the problem, again, the problem that I have is that, um, had they had they got in front of this thing, it wouldn't be as bad as it is today. Had they said, you know, this is what happened because, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I, I got to be the first to say when I was 19, 20 years old, I was racing on the freeway. Also, um, it's just something that, you know, being young and stupid that you do. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of our friends, I'm driving in a, a Hyundai Elantra <laughs> racing on on 255 in the boogie. Uh, against one of our friends um, who had, uh, what was that car that Donovan had? It was a Toyota Celica Sport. No, you talking about Kita's car? Kita's car. Toyota Corolla GTS. GTS. So here we are. We're doing 110 on 255 in a car that wasn't even supposed to do 90. <laughs> you know, so you no know, young guys do stupid stuff. And you know, not that it's an excuse or anything like that. Um, but in this particular situation, you know, someone lost their life, unfortunately. Uh, and Georgia had the obligation, in my opinion, to um, put this information out there to get in front of the situation and not make it as bad as it, as it seems right now. Right now, it seems like they were um, trying to uh, have a cover up. Um, and if that wasn't the case, then, you know, Please, please uh, change my mind. Tell me something different, because that's the way that I feel, that they were trying to cover it up and now they got caught. So now they're saying, yo, you know, uh, we're investigating, blah, blah, blah. But you've been knowing this since January. You investigated this. You knew what happened. Are y'all, everybody muted? What's going on, D? All right. 
it was muted because yeah. I try to yeah. mute so you don't hear my background noise so you can talk. But okay. I didn't know if you were popcorn in that to a particular person or if anybody could speak up because no, I didn't want to talk, talk, talk to Brenda's a talk show. <laughs> well, I didn't well, I didn't want to get muted uh for talking over anybody. But um, well, my question about this is <laughs> okay. my question a couple of questions in terms of Georgia's obligation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so question what they would be covering up in the sense that what are they trying to get in front of because he's leaving he's no longer part of the program so it's like what what good does it in terms of if they're going to be investigating what is going to be the outcome of that investigation they can't do anything about it you know what what was it that they can't suspend him he, he's no longer going to be there um, you, so I don't necessarily know what it is that they could actually do about the situation that they would need to cover it up is my point. I, mm -hmm. I think that for the most part, you know, they just didn't kind of want to deal with it. You know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't, I, again, I don't see what they would be covering up. What, what would necessarily come back on them that they would need to get out in front of, you know, because really what they could say is honestly, if anybody was to ask or to question them, well, hey, you know, he's no longer a member of the program. You know, he's, you know, eligible for the draft. He's going to be going to the draft. And the rest of this is up to the police in terms of the investigation. I don't even necessarily know why Georgia would, the University of Georgia mm -hmm. would have to do an investigation. What would they be mm -hmm. investigating? Because what would they find out and what would they do about anything, whatever it is that they found out? That So again, I'm make I'm really having more questions mm -hmm. than I have necessarily any definitive answers. I just don't. I just, that's just one of the things I just don't get. So, um, real quick, go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say, uh, with like Dorian was saying, in regards to the University of Georgia, <clears throat> really not having any involvement in this day. Now, the only connect why the university itself would still be involved, per se, in the investigation was because, remember, one of the individuals, the young lady, was an employee of the university. Mm -hmm. so Jalen Carter is, you know, leaving and going to the leagues. There is still that connection there. It's as we found out, it happens, you know, in this. So it not just drive involved we actually came to find out it was Jalen Carter who was out here street racing which led <clears throat> to this uh, ultimate unfortunate accident now the problem I this and it kind of goes back to the Brandon Miller kind of situation uh we were discussing last week and that's like we discussed when it's the gun laws around the country in different states but I tell you what gentlemen the south I don't want to offend anybody. The South is still backwards. Do you know that the charges that Jalen Carter was charged with, they put a warrant out for whatever he's charged with, it's a misdemeanor. Mm -hmm. and so that excessive speeding, drawing Arizona and everything else is a misdemeanor in Georgia. So how does this affect Jalen Carter's 
draft status. And we were talking about Brandon Miller's draft status being potentially the number one draft pick, knowing that potentially he's not at the school. He's just only going to potentially with a misdemeanor problem I have with this new news from this whole unfortunate accident. Okay, hold on, hold up, Dan. Um, I'm gonna need you to to uh, try to work on your connection right quick. We keep we keep hearing there's um, a lag. Uh, yeah, some of your words are missing. So, um, but I, I got the gist of what you were saying. Um, the going back to what Doreen was saying, um, the the question of why would they want to cover this up? Um, yeah, and, and the biggest reason is what Dan said is because uh, of the the other person that passed away in in the the accident, who was still a, a member of the Georgia um, coaching staff. Um, so there is a relationship right there. Um, Georgia is basically just a uh, what is it CYOA? They're just trying to cover up cover their own self um, because I mean. Bad publicity is never good. I don't care what anybody say. All publicity, all publicity is good publicity. No, it ain't. Uh, bad publicity is is is, is just bad, uh, especially in the case of Jalen Carter, because now this is a guy that, by pretty much every draft pundit, um, considers him to be the best player in this year's draft. Now he might not be drafted first, um, but they do consider him the be- being the best the best player in this draft. So now the question comes about again, same thing with that we were talking about with Brandon Miller. Um, how much of, of this outside noise is going to affect him uh, moving forward, especially in, in this draft? And you have teams, um, most, most teams that are at the top of the draft are there for reasons because they you know their front office, their culture, um, their players, they're just not really that good. So if you have a bad culture, um, if you have bad culture and not uh, you know, your, your management is not strong, you cannot risk drafting a player that has these quote unquote issues that high in the draft. So because of that, yeah, his draft status may fall. Um, now you're going to have those teams that are lower that, that have uh, stronger front offices that just won't care. They're going to see the talent in this guy, and he has immense talent, and say, "Hey, look, you know, we can get him in our in our um, in our uh, in our uh, locker room, and you know, we can we can take care of all these this outside noise." So he may not fall as far as some may think, but in my opinion, I think he will see somewhat of a slide um, based on this situation. Go ahead, D. You're, you're muted. Hold on. All right. Not the, so y'all won't hear the background noise because mm-hmm. uh, you can hear the baby screaming. Um, oh, we love the I, baby, man. Well, again, like, again, I just, I okay, well, what I'll say is that you didn't answer the question. You started talking about his draft status. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Georgia. Okay. And, like, what, so the whole idea of the relationship with, with the – with the, you know, you had the staff member, you know, that was in the car and so on and so forth. So again, I, I still just wonder why, what it is that, that Georgia essentially 
would would necessarily be covering up. Uh, like again, I, I just hate the I just hate the idea of the cover up. I just think that they were really just more or less kind of trying to avoid, hoping to really avoid you know the whole situation because as you talked about with 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 the bad publicity. So again, like I said, my questions were about Georgia it, itself. I, I just you know uh, like I heard somebody talking earlier that was talking again going back to the Brandon Miller thing was saying that, you know, it would have been better for Alabama that as soon as they found out that Brandon Miller was the one that did something, that they suspend the player. You mm-hmm. know, even even if it comes out to be nothing, right, that they suspend the player, suspend him for two games or three games or whatever, and that way you've gotten on top of it. Mm-hmm. This is a different situation in the sense that you he's no longer playing. He's no longer part of the team. He's gone. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wonder – what that particular investigation would uncover because the person, you know, again, the, the people that died weren't in the car with Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. You, you, you understand what I'm getting at? So that, mm-hmm. that was, that was kind of, kind of my thing um, about it. And just, again, just understanding or trying to understand what Georgia, um, you know, would be trying to hide, so to speak. That That's all that I was really saying. But now I agree with the whole drafting. It's going to be teams that, that that are not going to care. And 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 like Dante was saying, if it's a misdemeanor, they really ain't going to care. It, it's not like what happened with Leonard Little in St. Louis. No. no. You know what he, I'm saying? He was directly responsible. Right. I, exactly. So. Well. That's another sad story again for a potential number one draft pick going to the league. But in other sports, what else we got going on, Rodney? You know, there's always more sports. There's always more sports. Always um, more sports. <laughs> so the, our next topic that we're going to talk about, um, stay, still staying in NFL, um, but we're going to talk about uh, our, our, our favorite quarterback, <laughs> Derek Carr. Uh, so the question is, uh, we know what Darius Carr going to do. He's going to sign with a new team because the Raiders um, gave him his release. Um, they didn't want to guarantee his contract for this coming year. They did give him his release. So we do know that he's going to sign with some team. But the question is, where would he go? Um, and for that, we're going to come back to you, Dan. Talk to us about that. All right, let's do it. Uh, Maestro, sir, I believe I had a little piece on this. To pop up there for you guys to share with you guys so everybody can see where we're going. But this is actually a runoff from our discussion last week, uh, Rodney, where we were talking about potential teams and salary cap, and um, you threw out a few teams out there. I believe it was with the Jets and all that. So what I did, I put together uh, some for you guys to check out for now everybody. You keep, for you keep putting me back on. Uh, I put add to the stream, brother. I didn't put you there on. You go. That's there it. you go. There we go. You click the button, sir. <laughs> but no, anyway, that was that, that, that was me. Sorry, I was looking. For oh, okay. Something. Oh, there, there he is. There's the true culprit. Look at Rodney. We can, hey. we can control all of that. That's my fault. Hey, Rodney. Hey, we this mute is Dorian and his controls. No, I'm just joking. But uh, <laughs> if you could, Rodney, remove the uh, logo there. So, like I was saying, we were talking about last week, Derek Carr, the teams that. We're talking about they wanted them would spend big money, this and that, or whatnot. 
So I went together, you know, this week, and I, like I was talking about with salary cap, I put together some potential things where Derek would possibly go. He's in Indianapolis this week at the combine. So he's going to be out there getting courted. Well, let's start with the Jets, which is one of you guys, as you and Dorian talking about, they have the best potential team, uh, young rising stars. Where the problem with the Jets is they're already over the cap by 1.1 million. Not a big deal over the cap, you know. They could sign them, but that means they would also have possibly have to give up other players on that team to pay car salary. Then you guys mentioned the Carolina Panthers. Well, the Carolina Panthers are four million over the cap. Looking at their rosters there, all they have is DJ Moore. Then, as we know, there was a big discussion about the New Orleans Saints. Well, first of all, guys, I don't even know who the new head coach is down in New Orleans, let alone, you know, him going there when they're already almost 30 million over the cap. And by the way, I don't know if you guys heard the biggest rumor today, newest rumor, especially with all us being fantasy football guys, the Saints are talking about releasing Michael Thomas. So why would he go there? But then you got the Indianapolis Colts. Interesting. You see the money. They got plenty of money to spend. They got a running back, maybe one wide receiver. But that's just what potentials is. So I'm eliminating three of those teams right there. You guys mentioned the Jets, Carolina, and as we they've been talking to the Saints. So we see the Colts got some money. But that's not where I think Derek Carr is going to end up. These are the two dark horses, the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons. Let me tell you about Houston. $35 million in cap space. Well, ironically, isn't that what Derek Carr was asking for? They play in a weak-ass division in AFC South. There's no state income tax in Texas, y'all. And his brother played for the team. And by the way, they just got a new head coach in D'Amico Ryans, but that's a whole other thing, being a 49er fan. And then you have the Atlanta Falcons. 55 million in cap space. They're in the NFC South, another weak ass division. And by the way, they just cut Marcus Mariota to make room for some of that salary cap. But when it's all said and done, gentlemen, what it boils down to, I think that Derek Carr is ultimately going to decide on going to Houston out of all these teams. One of the reasons why, if you guys didn't know and realize, Derek Carr is very religious. So when his career is over, whoever gives him the money in the next couple of years, he's going to take that money he stole and he's going to buy him a church, build him a church down in the South Belt somewhere, in the Bible Belt, in the rest of his history. So that's my follow-up on Derek Carr and where I, where I think Derek Carr may end up. Wherever it is, it's going to be south of the Mason-Dixon line, Jim. Well, I don't know what's going on with my speakers, though. Oh, it's all good, D. Yeah, you, you have a little feedback, but it's all right. Uh, that's, that's, again, that's the beauty of our show. We, we, we mess up, and we keep going. <laughs> so, uh, getting to what you were saying, uh, Geach, um, so my, my thing with Derek Carr is, the, to, again, the best place, in my opinion, for him to go is the Jets. And the reason for that is because the Jets have uh, young talent pretty much throughout their roster. Um, young, good talent, not just young talent, young, good talent throughout their roster. Yeah, they they're, they only have like, a, uh, well, they're, what is it, a million dollars over the cap? 
Um, but they, you can always – that's the one thing about NFL. Um, because the way that their, their cap uh, space is calculated, when you rework some other players' contracts, you can come up with that $35 million. So that's that's not uh, a, an issue. Uh, coming up with the money would, uh, will not be an issue with him. I agree. If, I agree. Being just it, a million over, I totally agree with you on that. If the, But here's the question. If Derek Carr's number one uh, priority is winning, there is no way in on God's green earth he would ever attempt to go to Texas. Now, you had it as a positive that his brother played for the Texans. In my opinion, that's like one of the biggest detriments he has uh, about that team. He does not. He don't want any parts of Texas the way they treated his brother. Um, so they do have the money. Yes, they got the money, um, and they also have you know some high draft picks uh, and some other teams draft picks. So they you know they may be an up and coming team, and they do have D'Amico Ryan. So I'm I'm hoping um, is uh, will display to everyone that he's a very good coach. So that is a, a, a positive. But again, if his number one priority is to win and um, because he doesn't have that many years, but David Carr is what, 32, 33, right? So he might 32. So he may have, yeah. let's say four good years left. So if you go to Texas and you got a, you know, a three-year rebuild, um, you know, you only, you only really, you, you wasted three of those four years. If you go to, to the Jets, the Jets are ready for you. Um, but the only problem with the Jets is the Jets still waiting on uh, Aaron Rodgers. And that's, let, let me that's get here problem. on you that's real quick, like, buddy. Let me get here. So if you said the Jets gives him, you know, the chance to win, you know, obviously we know Houston's bad. All those mm -hmm. teams we just mentioned, Atlanta, the Carolina, to Houston, even Indianapolis bad. Yeah, we know the Jets have the money. But here's the thing with mm -hmm. the Jets, Rodney. I think Carly has a two-year window. We just talked about last week how the AFC East is tough. Buffalo, New England, Miami, which we're going to talk about, and the Jets. Where do the Jets stack up if they bring Carr in against the rest of those teams still? So, to me, if he goes somewhere anywhere in the AFC, in the AFC South Division, he has potential to go to the playoffs. We just saw this this past year with teams going to the playoffs with losing records. So, Houston was the worst team in that division, probably in the league this year, could potentially be a playoff team next year because that division alone is garbage. And so when you look at the uh, quarterbacks in that division, who gives you the better potential? Derek Carr possibly going to Indy? Could he go to Texas, rebuild him with that defense, which I'm sure they're going to be around? So, so that's the way I'm looking at it. To me, again, the Jets just don't, seem to be able to get over that hump. I don't think the Jets will be able to beat Miami unless there's a bunch of changes, which I'm sure we're going to talk about later. But that's just my thing on Derek Carr. Like I said, when it's all said and done, I think he's going to end up south of the Mason-Dixon line. He's going to end up somewhere in the Bible Belt. DLC, you itching. I agree that he's going to be in the Bible somewhere in the Bible Belt. I think, I think he'll... But, well, but I disagree. I think the Saints would be the best team. Coach aside, even though they don't have a coach yet, right? They do. Dennis Allen's still a coach, man. Why y'all oh, trying yeah. to get rid of Dennis Allen? Okay. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. They, they do have a coach, Dory. I mentioned they're, they may be potentially losing their top wide receiver. They got a new coach. Michael Thomas ain't played in two years. Mm -hmm. 
And they got Chris Olave. Mm -hmm. They got Alvin Kamara. And they got the number ninth ranked defense. In team defense, they were number nine in team defense. So, so New Orleans has a good team. They didn't have a quarterback. How do I know this? Because Jameis Winston was on my damn fantasy team. <laughs> so they problem, they problem was quarterback. It, it, between Jameis Winston and then uh uh Tatum, right? If they had had a quarterback, they would have been a whole lot better because that defense is really good. Olave has turned out to be great, which is why they ain't tripping off Michael Thomas. And he can go kick rocks because, again, he ain't played in two years. And they, I think they still wondering whether or not he was actually hurt. Like, you know, they talk about you saw my AD earlier. Right. Um, and so everything is there for him to go play in New Orleans. I just I just think that I'm not sure uh, when I say coach, I guess I'm thinking Sean Payton because of him being an offensive minded coach. And Derek Carr would play better, you know, obviously under an offensive minded coach. But I think I think the Saints would be would be a great a great fit for him actually and and the, and the, and the nfc and the nfc south is repulsive mm -hmm. yeah. okay okay so what we what we've um uh determined is that derrick has a lot of options right now so his his carousel may be spinning for a while but there's other, other quarterback on new orleans so oh, what ahead. was that thing what are they uh almost 40 million? I forgot the number that quick was it over the cap? Like 30, almost 36 million. 36 million over okay. the cap. Yes, sir. Also forget about. So they're already over the cap, 36 million. Derek Carr wants at least 35. And like I said, Rodney, you can always work somebody's salaries with the team, right? So whose current salary you gonna work? Kamara's, and don't forget. They lost draft picks, and part of this uh money's the situation that they're in is part of trading Sean Payton because he was part of that deal really? to go to Denver. So they New got, Orleans is they in got the draft picks from New Orleans from Denver. You know what I'm saying they got drafts and all that, but part mm -hmm. of the situation they're in because they also got money as part of that. So you got a 35 million, you're basically 35 million in the hole, and you got a guy coming in asking for, for 35 million. So how much is Avram Kamara going to give up with his salary? Michael Thomas, like you said, he's getting old. So they might even release him to save some money. So that might get you 15 million back. So that's where, again, wherever Derek Carr goes, he's probably only going to get a two-year deal because nobody that 35 million is asking for, that's going to be right in line for maybe 17 million per year. But maybe he only gets 10, 20, 30 million. They'll probably give him 15 guaranteed of a two-year deal at that 35 million he wants. Because again, I don't believe Derek Carr has two more years left in him. And that's just me on the whole Derek Carr situation. That's why I think he, well, we don't know where he's going to go, but like we all agree, I think it's uh, to his advantage to stay somewhere south of the Bible Belt. Stay away from New York. Well, y'all agree on that. I still say New York. But we're going to keep, we're going to move on to the other quarterbacks uh, because we got some interesting news about these other quarterbacks. So what's the other quarterbacks? Oh, this is tying into last week, Rodney, on our quarterback carousel. Some of the conversation from uh, well, what, we gonna start with, start with our last week conversation. We gonna we gonna start with all right. We gonna start with. We got heated over Lamar. What's up with we Lamar, Rod? Start with my boy Lamar Jackson. Uh, so this week, <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, today, uh, the GM for uh, Baltimore uh, came out and said that 
they're going to try everything to, you know, they're saying all the good stuff, you know, saying all the right words, as they say, um, saying we're going to try everything we can to to make sure that we, you know, we take care of Lamar, blah, blah, blah. But when asked directly if he was willing to guarantee um, more of the the than the hundred and thirty three million dollars that they uh, allegedly uh, wanted to guarantee him, then he's not committal. So if you're going to say we're going to do everything <laughs> possible to, to, to keep someone, then you know what the situation, you know where the where the disconnect is. The disconnect with Lamar staying in Baltimore is all about how much of this contract are you willing to guarantee? I, I, I've done all of these things for you. You know, I've uh, allowed all these coaches to keep their jobs, right? How much of this of this contract are you willing to guarantee me? And they still are non-committal to them, which brings up another very, very interesting scenario that was thrown out here today. Um, you know, you always hear about uh, like what you talked about last week when you said that Washington was a was a possibility. Um, I've also heard Atlanta as a possibility, and they try to they kind of um, hinted as much when they got rid of uh, Marcus Mariota. Um, but the the one that popped up today that had my had my mind spinning was um, a rumor about the Miami Dolphins and um, Lamar Jackson signing. Well, doing a well, I don't they don't really do signing trades, but um, Baltimore would trade the the rights to Miami um, for Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> think about this. You have uh, Tariq Hill on one side. Um, what's the Alabama? The uh, uh, Waddle. Waddle. Jalen Waddle on the other, other side. And then Lamar Jackson in the backfield. Man, you would have the greatest track team in the history of NFL football on one team. And that, if it takes three first-round draft picks, if I'm Miami, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's I mean, they, they. That's interesting, right? What year? What? Uh, how many years has Tua been in the league now? Is this his third year? He's coming up on the end of his rookie contract, right? Tua has been in the league three years, and that's the other thing. He's coming up on his contract. That make that would make sense, Rodney, for something like that to happen. Get rid of him. You ain't got to give him the money. If you're gonna give the money to somebody, give it to the better guy. That's so interesting, right? Let me finish with the conspiracy theory, because here, here's the, let me let me put it all together for you. The uh, Miami Dolphins coach yesterday um, said that uh, they were talking about Miami guaranteeing the fifth year because he is, he'll be next year will be his fourth year, um, and they have until May to guarantee the fifth year. So they were talking to him about uh, talking to the coach about guarantee what they guarantee to his fifth year, and again Miami was very 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 noncommittal. Um, about guaranteeing that contract, um, which says that they have concerns about Tua. Now, the, you know, in my opinion, Tua is a good quarterback. You know, unfortunately, you know, the injuries have gotten to him. Um, and it's not just the uh, it's not just uh, the concussions. You know, it was, it was horrible they had those concussions this year. But prior to that, he was hurt most of the time he's been in the league, you know, from the hip to the knee and all this other stuff, all the other injuries that he's had in the three, three years that he's been there. But when he's played, he's actually played pretty well. But uh, and I'm fussing about that because, like D, he was on my fantasy team and caused me problems. 
from getting hurt. So uh, I'm non-committal on him also. But my the, the the actual coach was very non-committal, which that was yesterday. So today, um, the GM comes out and says that they're not afraid to give uh, to a, a, a contract extension, and that's not you know the way that he said it was nowhere close to being uh, a definitive statement. He just, then the question was, you know, are, are you afraid? He said, no, we're not afraid. Well, you're not giving it to him, so you must have some trepidation. So, again, the the Lamar – and then another part of the, the conspiracy thing, the the whole put the whole thing together, Lamar Jackson <laughs> tweeted a, uh, some message, and at the end of it, he put some, some sunglasses. And now everybody is taking these sunglasses to mean, oh, now he wants to go to Miami, which gets everybody thinking about the possibilities – of this Miami offense. So I want to, I want to put my little, uh, 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 two cents in there and say, you know what, Lamar, you need to go to Miami, man. Cause that would be like the best, uh, most, uh, fun offense you ever watched since the, the, the Rams when they had, um, Kurt Warner and them guys, the greatest show on turf, the greatest show on turf. So that's my thing about Lamar, man. That, that's interesting. That that would be an interesting move. Uh, again, from last week, guys, remember, uh, like I said, I said my sights, I'm putting my still, I'm still putting my sights on Lamar going to Washington. Uh, I think they're getting ready to move uh, their big defensive guy on to make money, make some room for some money out there. But this new, this new move by Miami is intriguing. Uh, we've all known Tua is fragile. She never went there. Uh, they were talking about trading two of all kind of guys before, so this doesn't shock me. But Lamar in Miami, that just changes the whole dynamic of the AFC East. Because remember, like Dorian said, Dorian will be happy with that, wouldn't be in his division anymore. <laughs> that would change the whole dynamic in the AFC East, where that would put Buffalo right there, one and two, and then New England, the third, and then. Your Jets, who you're so high on. So oh, maybe if the Jets get car, maybe if the Jets get car and Lamar goes down there, they be fighting for one and two in the division. I still don't think so, but I think Lamar and Miami would put them right up there with Buffalo, Rodney. That would be an interesting move. So that's your prediction. I see that's what you're kind of geeked I'm, about that. I'm rolling with it. Who, I'm who still sticking with Lamar going to Washington, but I like that move. I would like I, that move makes sense. Who's the who is the Washington defensive guy that you're talking about? Uh, uh Trey Young, what's his name? Young. He on a rookie contract. He's been injured. He's what? He on a rookie contract. He on a rookie contract. No, he's not. No, he's not. He ain't been in the league Nobody's that long. Going. He's been injured that long. Yeah, yes. He he's been in the league almost four years. He's just been injured for the last year and a half, two years. Well, that's what I'm saying is, is when you say that they're about to let him go, they're not paying him anything in the first place because he's still on a rookie deal. And I don't believe he's on his rookie deal. They gave him an extension. No, not Already. yet. Already, if I'm not mistaken, did he give me his decision yet? No, this is this is his third year coming up. Hold up, it says I just looked up. It says the fourth year coming up. No, no, no. Uh, Chase, um, yeah, because he just when did he come in the league? When did he come in the league? Hold on. Was it 21? Yeah, it should have been like 21. He, no, 20. He's the, 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 the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. So this is this is and his so, third year. 
So which is perfect. So they gonna they're not gonna resign him, but, even hurt anyway. That's gonna be money need for to, though, they can they can just extend that they can extend the rookie deal another year. They can they can pick up a they can pick up that his fifth year. Yeah, so they don't have to let him they they still get still get Lamar. They they don't have to still get Lamar. That's what I'm saying. One at a time, one at a time, fellas. No, I like I said, I just see them cutting their losses too for future. I don't see them extending, giving him a contract extension, which is going to free up money from Lamar. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. It would make sense to me because he's been injured. Well, he ain't even been on the field. And we've seen Washington defense basically be able to hold par. They should have made the playoffs without him. So that's all I'm saying. That that would be interesting to see. I still would like to see Lamar go to Washington because they actually have just as decent receivers, I think, in Washington as they do in Miami. But I think Washington has a better defense than Miami. So to lose Young wouldn't change anything because they've been playing without him for the basic year and a half anyway. So um, I'm, I'm looking up uh, – it says that the commanders actually have $35.3 million in salary cap space for 2023. Um, so they actually have quite a bit of, uh, of cap space. That also includes $21.4 million to Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle. So they can, they can come up with $50 million real quick to sign, um, to sign Lamar. Um, just get rid of Jonathan Allen. Um, and actually, they're saying Jonathan Allen looks to be uh one of the um salary cap casualties that might uh they might get now their problem is they do have another defensive tackle Deron Payne um that's uh a free agent this year that they're expecting oh, to sign yeah they're expected to sign him to a franchise tag so yes that's the man on defense because young ain't been there so as I said, Washington and now this Miami thing is intriguing because now Lamar has as we were trying to figure out last week more options now. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm liking. Like I said, he has no future in Baltimore. Baltimore ultimately is going to have to let him go. They got to do something because they know he's not going to play there. So like we were talking about last week, uh, the situation with Baltimore is Baltimore is already over the cap. And if they put, uh, if they do the exclusive tag, uh, they're guaranteeing, uh, what was it? Uh, 45 million. What is it? 45 million? Um, on the 45 million. Tag. So there's no way that Baltimore can afford to franchise Lamar uh, unless they're going to cut, you know, seven or eight players from their team, seven or eight starters from their team. And most of them are going to be defensive. So yeah. Baltimore is in a situation. Um, they're, they're in a bad spot, spot. So their only choice may be to go ahead and acquiesce and either sign him to the contract that he wants and get that cap number down or they're going to have to trade them. They really don't have a whole lot of other options unless they want to get rid of the whole team. And Tua can't go to Baltimore demanding anything because we know he's injury prone. So that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. if they they go to Miami as well. Because now Baltimore is getting out even cheaper. They got Hundley and they they were to trade for him, they get him. If they were to do that, if if that trade were to go down, um, I'm pretty sure Baltimore would require – that they send Tua back to them. So at least they'll have a quarterback on their roster. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. That trade uh, would actually make sense because 
that's where Baltimore would go. They're getting a, a cheap quarterback in return, an injured Tua that's getting ready to go into you know, coming off his rookie contract, as opposed mm-hmm. to paying Lamar uh Deshaun Watson money. And that's what we were basically saying last week. Mm-hmm. Does the franchise say it work? It didn't work for Baltimore. And it, it it's uh it's looking more and more like it's not working for Baltimore, and that uh Lamar is gonna get at the end of the day, Lamar gonna get his contract. It may not be from Sorry. Baltimore. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Miami. The one thing Miami wants to win. Uh, they're they're desperate to win. That's why they made the trade for um, Tariq Hill last year. Um, so they're they're desperate to trade. Now that's the only that's the one question that I, I didn't you know, verify. I don't know if Miami has their first round draft pick this year, uh, or if it goes to Kansas City also. I don't know if they gave him one or two first rounders for uh, Tariq Hill last year, but. Um, I, I don't remember that either. So, so is there anybody else? Uh, matter of fact, what, what's going on? Speaking of quarterbacks, we talked about Carr, Lamar, some of the other. Where's Andrew, Aaron Rodgers? Has he come out of hibernation yet? A A Ron is out of the dark. He's out of the wilderness. He's <laughs> come out of the wilderness. He just he just talking and being cryptic. He hasn't said anything. I um I think, but like John, like Johnny, like uh, Rodney said. Uh, the Jets. I was trying to say the Jets and Rodney at the same time, um, but uh, I think the the Jets. Got me. <laughs> right. The, the, I think the Jets really want a Rod. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where they hit. I think that that's where they hitching their wagon to. So I, I don't. I don't. I, to get to kind of go back to the car thing, um, you know, is that. You don't think we might? We probably don't even really need to worry about whether Carr gonna be with the Jets because they they trying to get um, they trying to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, and that's what, um, at least that's what, that's what it, at least that's what it looks like. So, um, Rodgers he did an interview today, and um, <laughs> it was kind of interesting because what he said was. Um, when uh, what's their coach name? What's, what's Green Bay's coach name? Um, Lafleur. Lafleur. When Matt Lafleur got to Green Bay, he said Matt Lafleur made him into uh, a, a a manager. Um, he just all he he wanted him to manage the team. He didn't really want him to be the uh, Aaron Rodgers that he was in the past. Um, so he said he kind of he started kind of doubting himself. Um, and then he said, he game "Yeah, he was. He going to. He made him a, into a game manager. So he said. But then, you know, he started doubting himself. And he said, after that first year, then that's when they drafted uh, Love. He said he was really doubting himself. He said, you know, he he put in the work. He put in the work. He put in the work. He said. Then all of a sudden, he had two back to back MVP years, which made him realize that he still he could still play. He said in his last year, um, you know." through whatever the reasons, no personnel and injury and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, they didn't do as well. He said, but you no, know, in his heart of hearts, he still thinks he can play this game. So from that conversation, I think that he, you know, he's trying to tell them that, look, <laughs> I want to play. I just don't want to play for green Bay. So I, I I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty confident. You know, if, if I were to uh, um, be in Vegas and I had to put a bet down, um, I would I would be willing to bet that uh, Aaron Rodgers will be leaving Green Bay. 
Uh, and the thing, is, the thing about it, I think Green Bay wants that also. I don't think they want to go continue to go through this Aaron Rodgers uh, drama each and every year. So, have we been on this quarterback carousel too long? We probably have. Good, good closeout on that. But uh, before we get to the NBA, one final thought as it kind of ties back the next uh, to last week in talking about Aaron Rodgers. Rodney uh, mentioned the start. Or, excuse me, uh, Dorian mentioned the Jets really want Aaron Rodgers. They have the money to pay for it. But, again, it goes back to the same situation. And let's not, again, forget about the 49ers, but we keep forgetting about Vegas. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will end up in Vegas. Green Bay is going to end up giving Love his chance and bringing in another cheap veteran just in case Love doesn't work out. So that's what I just think with that whole Aaron Rodgers thing. There's still three teams in the loop to me that's serious players. That'd be Vegas, that'd be the Jets, and I still think San Francisco is a dark horse. Unfortunately, Rod, I still just don't see Aaron Rodgers going to the AFC East to have to compete with that powerhouse that we've been potentially talking about with, for instance, Lamar Jackson going to Miami. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to go deal with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so <laughs> right, I'm about to throw y'all a uh, throw y'all a curveball. And I, I got to ask one more NFL co- uh, question, and then we'll move on to uh, uh, and move on to the NBA. The dude's just sitting there right. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's my question: Should Chicago trade Justin Fields? No, in the discussion. <laughs> so right. that, that was my original thought there, Dorian. But the, the more you think about it, um, if I can get uh so the question is, is Justin Fields better than the, the quarterbacks at the top of uh, the top of this this draft? And if you don't if you think that he, he is, then you don't make the move. You just, you know, trade that first pick and you get, get some more assets and build around fields. But if you think that I, I can't get behind Bryce Young because I think he's a, a Tua in waiting, so I can't really get behind Bryce Young. Um, <laughs> but there's some other quarterbacks that uh, the Ohio State quarterback, um, I, I'm, I'm not down with Florida quarterback yet. Um, you have Will Levis. Um, the big arm, this, that, and the other. So Levi's, uh, man, Levi's. Will Levi's out of Kentucky, my guy. Well, Levi's, Levis, Levi's. However you want to <laughs> say, Levi's. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But to your but, point um, again, Rodney, they should have just stand pat. It makes no sense. Yeah. You've had him for a couple years. He's your best player. Why would you trade him to bring in, like you said, Bryce Young? Um, or my guy from Shroud, CJ Shroud from Ohio State, CJ. to a team that has nobody offensively there. So you basically bring right. it in another Justin Fields to come take the same beat that and, Justin and, Fields has been going through the past two years. Why do right? Keep it exactly. Nick Carter, and 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 you know, and it's not like it's not like Justin Fields all of a sudden is commanding money. If if you bring in another rookie, you just bring in somebody else on a rookie contract that's making the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So so as 
Just, so no, I, I and I don't. And again, I'm with Dante. I don't think that any of those other cats. I think that Justin Fields is is well. I'll put it this way: none of them are better than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. The 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 only there's no point. The only way I would do it, I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Justin Fields. I think the Lions should have drafted him, and they messed up when they didn't draft him two years ago. Um, but uh, the the only reason I would consider it is is not. It has nothing to do with Justin Fields. It has it has everything to do with the mismanagement of of the Chicago Bears. Um, man, uh, their their GM and their the uh, president and all them, all those guys. Because ownership. they never, the ownership, they never, uh, they didn't do anything to put any kind of uh, offense around Justin Fields. You can't even name the Chicago receiver. And you probably exactly. can't even name one of the, the running backs. We talk about this a lot um, doing fantasy, guys. Yeah, Justin Fields was their top running back. Well, they had Herbert. That was part of their whole Herbert, game was the running game, and that's how Justin Fields got hurt. Kind of like Lamar hurt. running for his life. Didn't he set the record for a quarterback? Exactly. So the, the only exactly. – the, so the only reason I bring it up is because – The only reason I bring it up is because – All right, we got an echo. Is that you, D? Yeah, it was D. The only reason I bring it up is because um, because of this mismanagement – and because Justin Fields is about to start his uh, third year, um, he really only has one more year one more before year. you either have to sign him to a new contract or you're going to be in the same situation as, as um, Lamar Jackson where you're going to face with a franchise tag, this, that, and the other. So by trading him, then Chicago gets to basically just start that clock all over again So and get the assets for Justin Fields because I, I feel that you can get <laughs> – Really, you'll probably get more um, draft capital for Justin Fields than you would for this number one pick this year. So let's say if they were to trade Justin Fields, which isn't out of the realm for the Bears to do something stupid like that, you're right, right? It makes sense. You get the draft capital, you get the picks, but those picks, the of the probably four or five picks or whatever they would be able to get, two of those better be wide receivers off top. <laughs> I don't care what they get. They need wide receivers, and what that's been Chicago's problem. They have no wide receivers, which, so which is the catch twenty two. The the catch twenty two. The whole situation is they go out and get these draft this this draft capital. They still got to be able to use it, and so far they haven't proved that they're able to use these draft these draft picks to build a, a competent NFL offense. All right, and I'm off. My, one more uh, thing on the Bears. Before we move on to the, uh, the dudes in his NBA, let's not forget the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky. Need I say more? Number two. Number two. Need I say anything more about them and quarterbacks? Keep what you, over, got. What you over, got. Over who? Over who? Uh, demuted. He said from North Carolina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, who did they draft him over? Come on, fellas. Who they draft him over? Who has messed it up for everybody? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was, was my homie, man. My homie. My, 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 my guy. My guy. My homes, yeah. You're so true. No, my guy that did great during the regular season for me in fantasy, but then he sucked in the playoffs. 
All right, we're getting some feedback. Let's move on. Let's move on. We ain't ain't heard the double voice in a while. So I I need to hear a little D double voice. So we're going to start D double off with a real easy one. Yeah, I had to mute my uh my mic because uh, I think my kids and my wife was fighting a dog or something up there. I don't know what was going on, so I had it muted. No, that'd be all right. We got uh, but I think it's just uh, magically become basketball season. <laughs> so let's go ahead and go into a little basketball. Uh, let's talk about basketball. Week, yeah, since last week, the Lakers have lost three of their best players. They lost D'Angelo Russell to an ankle injury, then LeBron mm-hmm. the next game. And then uh, Anthony Davis decides no one uh, on the team is going to be more injured than he is. So, <laughs> you know, he, he's taking some games off now. So, uh, and this is right after LeBron declared that um, these were the most important uh, 23 remaining games of his uh, NBA career. So, uh looks like the Lakers are done and look like uh, they're mailing it in. So, what do you guys think about that? So I think well, the biggest ahead, issue, Rodney. the biggest issue is street clothes, man. Um, street clothes, his, <laughs> not the fashion. His injury, his his injury today, just blew my mind. I mean, it, it, he actually had a pretty good game yesterday. They lost, but he had a good game yesterday. And unless I missed it, I didn't see anything in that game that would suggest that he hurt his foot, that his foot was sore or whatever. It but seems like he's that, uninterested in carrying the load for the Lakers. I mean, you know, it, this was supposed to be his time to take over from LeBron at this advanced age, and he's just uninterested. I, I in think he over. was mocking LeBron's injury, guys. Just like Rodney said, the same injury. Oh, my foot hurt. I heard it pop. <laughs> I think he's mocking LeBron. And to go back to you dudes and keep going what you're saying, he's mailing it in. Basically mocking LeBron. AD wants out of LA. He he, he wants out of LA. Out of LA. Um, um, he got the one got championship. The one he thinks that that's the uh, uh, the, the crowning the achievement crowning of, his career. of his career. But the problem is the problem he could have AD could have been one of the greatest players ever to play. Well, big guys ever to play in this league. He could have been up the there with Tim Duncan. LA. Say it again. I said he had the perfect setup with L.A., you know, to come in and, you know, LeBron give him the keys to the kingdom because, you know, he's a young guy, you know, taking over and LeBron could take a back seat. But LeBron just couldn't take a back seat. You know, now he's his body's breaking down from having to carry A.D. and the rest of the team when A.D. should be at this point in his career. He should be the number one guy. But you know what? The the thing about that, I blame LeBron also. Because for two months, all we kept talking about was LeBron and this uh, scoring championship, scoring record. That's all we talked about for two whole months. And that's LeBron was more concerned about that than they were about actually winning games. Because at that time, they were horrible. Um, so that's what that was his main goal, you know, trying to get the, even though he claims that, uh, you know, personal records don't mean nothing to him. But that's all he was concerned about. So do you right, think he may have overextended? Record. You think he might, might have overextended himself trying to get this record? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did way too much. LeBron should not be playing 30 minutes a game. I mean, sorry, 40 minutes a game. He shouldn't be doing that. Not at 38 years old. He shouldn't be doing that. But to get that record, 
he he did whatever he needed to do to get that record. So uh, you know, a lot of the, the Lakers' issues, you know, and, and mind you, full disclosure, let me let everybody know, I am not a LeBron lover. So oh, no, you are a LeBron hater. There's a difference. No, no, no. no, no. I, I'm not a LeBron lover. No, you're a LeBron hater. He wears. There, on I have sleeve. a very good reason for hating LeBron. No, LeBron. And LeBron would have just done what he was supposed to do with the quote-unquote decision and come to New York. We wouldn't have had no issues. But no, you know, he got to take his talent down to South Beach. If he went to New York, it'd have been called something other than the decision. <laughs> and we can't yeah, say it. It'd have been a bad decision. Look at here, y'all leave my mix alone because guess what? <laughs> we we in there, man. We we fifth, aiming for four. On a, what is a seven game win streak? Give my boys their credit. So, what do you think about? Um, I mean, since LeBron's been with the Lakers, what is it's been like? What three years where they haven't even made the playoffs? But this will be the third year. This will be the third year. I'm assuming that they're not going to make the playoffs because, like you said, D'Angelo Russell's not there. I don't know what AD doing. And, <laughs> yes, you do. And LeBron, LeBron gonna be gone for. Well, they say in two weeks they're gonna gonna reevaluate them. All they're gonna do is look and see what where they stand in two weeks in the standings. And if they're too far out, then LeBron gonna be done for the year also. So yeah, you, can't, you can't play ball without a foot. Yeah, you, you, you know, especially when it's popping. So uh, like the Lakers guys. will be done. So, and, and that's the thing. So here's the question. And so in four years, you got one one playoff, uh, one championship, one playoff trip, but you also got a championship. So what was the was the experiment worth it? Mind you, you gave up what five years of draft picks for this. So it, it was it worth it? I got something to say on that. Yeah, Go ahead. for LeBron, for for the Laker fans. It was. He brought them a championship. He got him. A, he got him another one. AD got him a ring, finally. But uh, on this, real quick, we will keep going. Ironically, speaking of that game last night in which AD played his butt off, did you happen to see the situation between him and uh, Schroeder? The little scrimmage they had on the, on the bench or whatever after Schroeder threw the turnover and didn't run back on D. So the Lakers definitely ain't going to the playoffs. They are just they are just falling apart. The chemistry there, there is no chemistry there, which we'll continue to talk about since this team was put together. You know who is the probably the luckiest individual out of that whole uh, out of the whole roster this year? Russell oh, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. He got the hell up out of there. <laughs> and everybody calls Russell Westbrook crazy. No. The Lakers and that whole dynamic, that household is crazy right now. Mm-mm-mm. That uh again, my little conspiracy theory, the little skirmish mm-hmm. is it, that must have been what caused AD foot to hurt. What well, I, I think he, <laughs> he might have heard it uh walking over to the bench to grab a Gatorade. So yeah, street clothes, man. He 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 wants out of LA, and we're gonna leave it at that. And I saw that injury. Like, did he get hurt doing walk arounds today or what? But like, there has to be other stuff going on. You know, basketball more important. That's like with Dorian Boy. You know, him being a Mr. Michael Jordan fan, but it's interesting. 
Dorian got a whole different opinion being a Jordan fan on what's actually, I guess, rumors, pop culture now on what people think about Jordan. Well, I wouldn't know. I was I, this was my my actually my own thing. I haven't heard anybody really say this. Uh, and I am not a, a Jordan fan. I'm a Pistons fan. So really, I can't stand Michael Jordan. But uh, my my thing is, is that in many ways, uh, oh, Michael. Let me, let me, let me say the question. Uh-huh. Oh. So the question is. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Michael Jordan has ruined basketball. Now, this is why I say this. I say this because I say this because ever since Jordan came in, all the players come in wanting to be Michael Jordan. Every team is always has is always now looking for the next Michael Jordan. So they don't necessarily look for people to make up a team. They look for somebody who's going to be Michael Jordan, and then they're going to pick. You remember you used to they talk about Jordan and the Jordanaires? And the Jordanaires. Or, or, or remember that, that T-shirt I used to have the, with, the, with the Dr. J with the big head on it or whatever? And then they had I had one with Isaiah, and then they had a picture of Jordan and the Bulls, and it was Jordan. And then they had a whole bunch of other Jordans sitting on the bench or whatever because they were saying he was the entire team. <laughs> so so I, I think that 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 has happened, that everybody is looking for Jordan. Everybody that comes in, they expect them to be the kind of person that Michael Jordan was, not only to be as great of a player, but also they expect them to be like the undisputed leader, right? And and this is what, and how I say this is because this is how it's defined in terms of why I think everybody is always on a KD, right? is everybody expects for somebody just because they're the star player or whatever to come in and be vocal, to be a vocal leader. And basically they expect them to be the leader of the team. And that's not necessarily always true. Um, Where the best player is also quote, the undisputed leader of a team. And and they want them to, to drive everybody and, and make everybody better and, 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 and so on and so forth. And for me, I'm, I'm talking about that in terms of KD, in terms of the way that, you know, again, in terms of the way that uh, teams look at new players coming in. But for me, I think KD oftentimes, even though, yeah, he's sensitive, but we've seen that Michael Jordan is sensitive too. Um, but I think that they always try to make KD be some sort of leader to kind of be somebody that he really isn't. And I think that all of these players come in and they are trying to be this Michael Jordan type player. And that's not who they are Mm -hmm. because that, because everybody is expecting them to be that way. And I think if they just let KD be KD, they find out that KD is balling. It has always been a baller, but they are always on him about these little bits and pieces of his personality because, again, everybody is expecting these star players to come in and be the way Jordan was. So that's what I mean by Jordan ruined basketball. And the NBA has always had like players that are uh, led by example. Right. I.e., you know, Tim Duncan or uh, even Moses Malone with the uh, what was 81, 82 Sixers. And um, so it's, it's nothing wrong with that. But my thing, I think, with, uh, as far as Jordan hurting basketball, I I, I would go with like the uh, the ball movement part of it, because, you know, 
you have the Jordans and the Kobe's. They're like the best tough shot makers you've ever seen. You know, they shoot gliding jump shots over three or four defenders. So then you get the young guys coming in and, you know, they got their triple teamed and they're trying to do a fadeaway over three guys while their teammates are wide open under the basket or nowadays around a three point line, but they're all open. And so I think, you know, it, it kind of hurts that way. You know, it, it uh, ruined team ball. But uh, like we said, um, it's it's been um, non-vocal leaders, you know, throughout history. So I, I don't see anything wrong with KD being the way he is. And then plus they have Chris Paul over there, you know, who is extra vocal. He has the gift of gab so much that some of his teammates want to, you know, smack him in the mouth. But he talks enough for everybody. So <laughs> plus he's a great leader. Speaking of which, Speaking of which I, don't I don't know if y'all caught the game tonight. KD's debut was uh pretty good over mm-hmm. here with Chris Paul. Impressive. Uh, it's gonna be a nice little fit. I still think the bench is gonna have to really step up, which we got to see tonight. AD actually stepped up, but again, uh, like I agree with Dorian. Uh, actually, Kevin Durant is my favorite player, and to go through all this controversy, I have to answer all these questions. They have to live up to the hype to Mike. And then, you know, all this LeBron, everybody wants to be LeBron. You know, then it was Kobe. You know, if Kobe hadn't passed, you know, where would Kobe still be in all this conversation? So I kind of understand where Dorian's coming from. Of Jordan may, with all his greatness, may have ultimately been a bad thing for today's NBA, the culture of today's NBA. And I think partly because a lot of these young players don't respect and don't even know the true past history of the NBA. And that, that, I think that, that last part you just said is, is, uh, you know, you always talking about the, the, the old men get off my lawn, but the, they need to have a class for every incoming rookie um, teaching them about how basketball was played in the eighties and nineties. Uh, during the the so-called you know the, the the golden age of basketball, the modern age of basketball, uh, showing them that you know there's there's nothing wrong with passing the ball, there's nothing wrong with setting the pick, right? Uh, but those are the those are the unglorious positions. You know they don't they don't do that because you know nowadays you know, again sound like the old man, um, but with the with the advent of social media. And what we were talking about last week, you know, everybody is concerned about their quote unquote brand. Um, you know, in order, in order for, me, for me to get that brand, you know, I got to go out there and, and jack up 50 shots so I can get 20 points. You know, I got 20 points. Yeah. But, you know, it took me 50 shots to get them back in the day. If, <laughs> now, if you have a 45 percent field goal percentage, you are, you know, uh, a max player. Right. But, you know, back then, if you shot less than 55%, man, you were sitting on the bench. You know, we, we, they was more concerned about the, the um, uh, players moving the ball, players shooting the ball, you know, that, that stuff they practice. Now, you know, they just practicing uh, jacking up 35-foot jump shots. And I'm sorry, unless your name is Steph Curry or Dame Lillard, your percentage shooting 35% jump shots is going to be less than 15%, maybe 20 if you if you're real lucky. 
you know, so um, where Jordan came in, you know, Jordan was was ball dominant. Uh, and that's what you have now. And everybody just want to control the ball. I went to the basketball game tonight. Uh, the Pistons playing against the, the Bulls. And all the Pistons did was bring the ball down court, bounce the ball for 20 seconds, trying to get loose in the last four seconds of the shot clock, then try to pass it. You can't run, win no games like that. You can't set up an offense. How are you going to score points like that? Yeah, you might get loose every now and then, but that's not how basketball was meant to be played. Um, and uh, Jordan is a major fact- factor for that. It seems like um, it's, it seems like the younger players they don't uh, understand the strategy of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all they know is I'm going to bring the ball down the court. I'm going to try to cross somebody and break their ankles, and I'm going to drain a three pointer. Because crossing you know, somebody. Tough. Yeah. Crossing somebody up gets me on YouTube. <laughs> Breaking the ankle gets me on Sports Center, and jacking up threes is, is is the sexy thing to do right now. Exactly. Instead of understanding that, you know, uh, both teams probably get about the same amount of shots, and the team who takes the best shots normally make the most shots, mm-hmm. and that's who wins the game. You know, that's how we came up, and you know, we understood that. You know, the team that took the best shots normally makes the most shots. And they win the game. And it's so like you notice too when Rodney was talking about the whole thing about you know get you on Sports Center or whatever get you in the top ten. I just thought about the fact that even in um, college, even though this was football, I think it was, but the NIL they were literally giving money for highlights. If, you, if your highlights got on and so on and so forth, they were literally giving money for highlights. Part of the NIL money was based on highlights. So that is really something that starts to take away from the game and starts to be about me, 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 me. And, and I also think that in a, in a way, too, that was the misunderstanding about Jordan. In terms of Jordan was never really me, 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 me. He just understood that he was the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. And that if anybody was going to take the shot, he needed to take the shot. So I don't want to take any anything away from Jordan and try to make him seem like he was selfish and so on and so forth. But what what but what happens is is that because Jordan was the person who was getting all of the notoriety, and the media made it seem as if he was the one that was doing everything, mm-hmm. right? Now all of a sudden you get all of these players come in, these new guys come, these young guys coming in, even going into college and so on and so forth, and they are thinking that that's what it has to be. They have to be the person who is the guy. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And but, and I think the media is you know really started to per, uh, perpetuate that particular image in terms of Michael Jordan, and especially because the NBA at the time needed stars. Mm-hmm. You know, Ma- Magic and Bird set the precedent for the for the star power of the NBA. And then Daniel Stern jumped on that, and it, it started to be about the stars. The star. That's why NFL players be mad because they say they wear helmets and can't nobody see their face. Mm-hmm. But the NBA is different. So the NBA is marketed upon the stars, and so they have to do everything that they can to be the star instead of winning the game. They want to be the star that wins the game. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, it it comes down to, you know, during negotiations, the uh, players, you know, I mean, it's easier for you to negotiate your contract with numbers. Mm -hmm. 
you know, saying how many points she scored, you know, rather than, you know, having the players that, uh, you know, the, the uh, hard hat players, you know, they might not have the numbers to back up what they actually do. And so when you're negotiating, you know, with the front office, you know, you need those numbers. So, and like you said, that also takes away from the game too, because, you know, statistics can always be, uh, you know, manipulated. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael great Jordan Mark, if you score eight points a quarter. The, yeah. the great the great Mark Twain said there are lies, there are damn lies, and then there are statistics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true, so true. So moving right along. Well, um, we ran again, hey. Everybody, we, we just starting this thing out. And as, as we move forward, you know, as we uh, keep going, we're going to have some technical difficulties. And I see my boy Geach has run into some technical difficulties. And he had our last topic. So um, what we're going to do is uh, just do a quick little recap of what we talked about today. Uh, we talked about Jalen Carter and his situation in Georgia. Um, the unfortunate death of his teammate and one of the coaches uh, and the accusation that he has that he was actually a part of the, um, the reason why the accident occurred. We talked about David Carr. I mean, Derek Carr, not David, Derek. David's the brother. We talked about Derek Carr um, and where uh, we think Derek should go. We talked about the other NFL quarterbacks uh, and the carousel that they're going on um and possible landing spots for them we talked about um oh an added bonus of justin fields and whether or not chicago should should keep him or should they trade him and then we got to the nba where we talked about lebron and ad um and the situation with the lakers um we also talked about uh michael jordan um and asked the question did michael jordan actually ruin basketball uh, and I see we do have Geach back. So we're going to go to our last topic. The last topic, you ready, Geach, is, is six degrees of separation. I'm very interested in this one. My bad, gentlemen, my bad. You know, uh, nature did call. So uh, hopefully you're able to uh, put this up on the screen, right? if I haven't already. It's probably on your end. Can you put TMI up on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> So, Rodney, is that showing on your end? Yeah, I'm trying to get – there we go. There we go. There we go. So, six degrees of separation. So, this kind of all ties back to what we're talking about with the Lakers, first of all, and them not making the playoffs. So, this I, I saw this headline last weekend, guys, and I just started laughing. Baby drama, baby mama drama in La La Land. So, y- y'all see the headline there. So, you guys familiar with this story, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, baby mama drama, when I read this story, when it comes to the NBA and players basically dating somebody mama, what's the first thing that comes to you guys' mind? That would be the uh, Delonte West and uh, LeBron James. Delonte, uh, Delonte West, yeah. Situation. That's right. What's LeBron's mama name? Is it Gloria? 
Gloria. That's right. Gloria, Gloria James. So before, when I saw that, I just started laughing. I'm like, here we go with the Lakers again. The Lakers always have problems with the ladies, uh, uh, baby mama dramas, dating mamas, which, by the way, you know, that whole Delonte thing, Delonte West thing is a whole other situation. But when I saw that story with the Lakers, it got me thinking about Delonte West. And to the, unfortunately, guys, uh, I had a little video ready there, but uh, Rod, hopefully, can post the link uh, to the video there in our banner for anybody that wants to check this out themselves. Uh, this is a must-see video uh, that, like I said, right, if you can't post that uh, comments there down in our uh, banners for everybody to click on and see this. It was very depressing to watch this particular video about Delonte West and the state of mind and the physical, the physical being that he is right now. Um, and what the reason why I bring this up is you, we all know the decline of Delonte's West career, what happened uh, with the whole gun thing charges in Cleveland. But what folks forgot about, and again, the whole LeBron James situation thing is, but what folks forgot about was that Delonte West, while he was in the NBA, was already dealing with mental illness, which is something that's not talked about. And how does the six degrees of separation comes in? Because as soon as I thought about Delonte West, hey, thank you, Rod. So if anybody, you know, please uh, copy that. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, that's just a snippet. The last, to me, minute was just, it was just, it was tell, it was telling right there. But you can watch the whole video there by clicking on the link. So what that led me to think about was sticking with the NBA. Gentlemen, who in the NBA right now, what player, has been having these same kind of issues to me on the court. This guy. You can move the banner now. That's right, Ben Simmons. So mental health in the NBA is not discussed, talked about. It's kind of like in the NFL with concussions and stuff like that. We kind of sweep it under the rug. And my whole thing with Ben Simmons has always been it's something mental with him. This kid, again, had too much talent coming out of LSU and everything to get to the NBA to be making all this money that he has to not be able to shoot. So is it mental? I know we tried to say maybe it was because of relationships, you know, within, uh, which is always affects a lot of these NBA players with the women they date. And this kind of ties back in with the Delonte West rumors. But again, going back to the Lakers with baby mama drama. And this, as we all remember, was part of Ben Simmons first main issue. When he came into the league, he was having relationship issues. I forgot the girl's name. I hope it wasn't a Kardashian. It was a but, Kardashian. Oh, see, there, there we go. So I think the Kardashians, that whole relationship Messed or up. Jenner. Ben Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Hot, Kylie, she related, right? Cousin. Yeah, she's a Kardashian, though. Okay. There you go. Jenner Kardashian. They all the same. They all the same. She's your sister. Right. Okay. So that was my six degrees of separation. Seeing the whole Lakers baby mama drama, and you know, uh <laughs> that would be an interesting situation. I mean, I don't know, guys. All y'all buddies and everything, but I don't think I can work or play. <laughs> with somebody that smashed my mom. <laughs> you know, so that move that the Lakers made is just, again, the epitome of the Lakers and why they're not going to make the playoffs this year, why that team will be broken up. Like we said, as Rodney was summing up 
our show for tonight with AD once out of there and everything else. Schroeder's probably going to get traded. The Lakers are done. Uh, again, LeBron said he was going to try to play the last 23 games. Well, we know that's not going to happen. The Lakers are done. Stick a fork in them. Break the team up. Rebuild. So then me and Doozy can focus on just the Boston Celtics for the rest of the year. So that's that was right. my history separation that I thought I wanted to mention. But more importantly, mental health, not only in the NBA, but mental health in sports, guys. So that's well, all that's I want to on that. On that. I totally agree with the mental health thing. I think we don't pay enough attention to mental health. I don't think as, as black men, um, mm -hmm. we, we pay enough attention to mental health. But this goes back to my earlier point, the Michael Jordan syndrome. When you get these people, I think one, people forget that. And, and you know, I know we didn't necessarily think this when we were that age, but being in our 50s, good Lord, right? Ooh. Rodney much further than the rest of us. Set it up. But, uh, but we understand that these are kids. And they start putting so much pressure on these kids to come out of college and, again, be Michael Jordan, be superstars. And many of them may not be mentally mature enough at that particular point to be able to handle it. But they start putting pressure on them. They start talking about trying to put them in commercials. Once you start having them, once you start putting them in commercials, then you get other media members talking about how, well, he doing these commercials, but he ain't living up to his money and so on and so forth. And I think that at, in addition to, you know, any other outside pressures, you know, you know, dating a Kardashian, of course, brings a whole lot of media scrutiny as well. But just talking about the league in itself, again, for me, I see Ben Simmons as a victim of that Michael Jordan syndrome that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, he was great at LSU. It probably also wasn't nearly as much pressure on him at LSU as it was when he came into the league. Because as soon as he came into the league and got drafted, they started talking about teams going to the championship and, and so on and so forth, how great he was going to be and that kind of thing. And he may not have just been mentally ready to handle that. And on a last note, for me anyway, kind of about this topic, unless y'all say something else that I want to chime in on, man, I, um, th that watching that Delonte West thing, man, is just sad. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, that brother is able to get the help, um, that he needs or whatever. Um, cause man, you know, as we all, as we always said, you know, in the hood, man, that, that dude out there bad. And I don't mean, you know, we were talking about drugs or whatever, what, however you want to look at it when we were talking, making that statement. But just to watch him, you can see it in his face, man, that he's just not all there. And it's just it's just it's just really sad to see um, that brother out there like that, man. So I really hope he's able to get the help that he needs and deserves. Yeah, the, the, uh, mental, the mental health thing, you said it right, D. Um, <laughs> as black men, man, we have a serious problem uh, showing our emotions at all. We, we, we hold, we internalize everything. Um, and it's basically the way we, we were raised. Um, we weren't we, allowed to. We, yeah, we weren't allowed to, to ain't no crying. You know, uh, what's the line? There's no crying in baseball. Mm -hmm. there's, there, there's no crying as a black man, you know? So um, we internalize a lot. And for these young guys 
who have been told since they were 12 years old that again, like he was saying, you the next Michael Jordan, right? And then and you have sick 50-year-old adults putting this pressure on 12-year-old uh young young men, um, letting them know, hey, you the greatest thing since sliced bread. Case in point. Um the I'm trying to can't remember his name. The uh the guy here in from Ypsilanti, um that went to Memphis. Imani uh Imani Bates. Imani Bates. Imani Bates. Imani Bates, since he was 12 years old, was on the cover of magazines saying he's gonna be the next great thing. Uh he's he's the next LeBron, he's the next this, he's the next that. Well, you put all that pressure on this young man, you know. Um, again, he's a kid. <laughs> Imani Bates just turned 19 years old, but he's been in the spotlight for the last seven years. But at the end of the day, he's still a kid. So, you know, he goes, he makes mistakes, right? And, um, but the, the pressure that these adults put on these young kids, you know, will cause someone like a Ben Simmons to, um, to go into a shell. Um, and that's, that's uh, especially in sports, man. When you, when you get the yips in sports and you making money, man, now you got people fussing, talking about, you know, He's a bust and this, that, and the other. That was one of the things that um, uh, Brown, the Kwame Brown, mm-hmm. uh, was talking about. You know, people calling him a bust. Kwame Brown, like, look, man, I'm not a bust. <laughs> you know, I'm a man just like y'all. Yeah, I didn't perform a- as well as I did when I was in the league, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm d- the same old I person. Got paid. I got He's still a bust, right? <laughs> but you know what, man? He again. I hear you. You laughing, but that's a to to label someone as a bust, man. That's that's like you saying, uh, you know. I was, I was always told you, you you never say you hate someone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't say you hate someone. You when you say someone's a bust, man, you pretty much saying that you hate them in mm-hmm. in in the terms of, right, right. of the sport. Yeah. So. I, I can't say that he's a bust. He didn't. Did he have a, the the type of career that we expected? No, he didn't. All right, but at the end of the day, okay, why he wouldn't be a bust. You're right, Rodney, because busts don't get drafted to the NBA. So, exactly. like you said, you're correct. You're exactly right. right. You you can't be a bust in the NBA. You can you can fail once you, you get fail. there. But you, you're right. Uh, I think I, I, it's also bust kind of- is overrated. Yeah, it's also kind of sad because, um, you know, it kind of comes with the territory. You know, the, these players are paid a lot of money and, you know, the sort of criticism kind of comes with the territory. and It always has. And I know now everything is a little, you know, kinder and gentler or whatever. But also uh, to go in a different direction with the Ben Simmons, I think it could possibly also be the classic case of uh, too much too soon. I heard a conversation mm-hmm. with I think Isaiah Thomas and Charles Barkley talking about you know, how um, it's kind of hard to uh, get off the yacht, you know, from drinking some champagne and eating caviar and, you know, with the supermodels and to look at your clock and say, oh, it's time to go to practice. Or it's, it's time, time to, to work on my jump shot. You know, that would be hard for me, too. <laughs> so I think that's kind of, you know, that plays a part in that as well as, you know, you know, him not, you know, developing, you know, his shot, working and working enough on his shot or whatever. Cause there's plenty of shop doctors and all that as well. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a culmination of all the things. Everybody, not Kobe, man. Everybody don't stay in the gym. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking, you know, of Kobe, note, speaking of Kobe, on the final note, speaking of Kobe, and on the final note before we close the show out, guys, and what we're talking about and these pressures on these individuals, Kobe Bryant came into the league, as we know, right out of high school. Somebody that we all know <clears throat> that uh, I'm going to be working on to possibly get on here as one of our first guests to actually speak about some of these pressures that these young players come out and have to endure, and then they get to the league. And then all of a sudden they fade out where they're a bust. And that particular gentleman I'm talking about, that's straight from the boogie as well, is Darius Miles. So that's something interesting, too, that we're going to look forward to in the future to kind of bring this back and talk about the pressures that are being placed on these uh, young athletes that ultimately lead to potentially these mental issues we're talking about. All this money, all this wealth, when you're coming from the hood, where like we talked about Jalen Miller, and not to go back again, we're going to close the show out with you, Rod. But this is, again, a topic that we should discuss. And, and what better way to discuss it than with people that we know firsthand that went to the league right out of high school than a Darius Miles. So look for that, guys, uh, yourselves and, and any of our watchers or viewers. That is some of the things we're going to be working on in the show is to bring you some of these firsthand accounts from people that we know that have been there, done that, and went through some of these experiences. So on that note, Rob, we turn it back over to our host, dudes, as always, in Missouri, my guy out there in Cali, Professor X, the Almighty, another great show. And, of course, the the, the, the one and only Geechee Dan from the, you, the, the Valley That's of the Sun. Valley of the Sun, which is not really the sun, it was cold as hell today. It was 65. The clouds rolled in. It's hey, shut up. Talking about some 65 is cold. I'm in Detroit, no, man. Get out of here. No, that was earlier, Rod. That was at like before 12. At 1.30, here come the clouds and the temperature dropped to 44. So it's cloudy. It's been raining all night. My dog, man, he didn't get to walk. So uh, thanks to my dog, Paco, who didn't go off man. and bark at me for not walking. It was raining. But again, guys, a fabulous show. Uh, this may be our this may be our mark, an hour and a half show, maybe our thing, guys. That's that's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. And uh, again, we want to thank each and every one of you for for tuning in today. Um, those of you that that liked our takes, thank you. Those that you didn't like our kiss it. <laughs> you know I had to get it. Yeah. You know I had to get it. You know I had to get it. <laughs> Fade is the black, sir. <laughs> Kiss it. Kiss it. Thank you again, guys, for, for joining us on this show. And we out.